Amen. So now, uh, last week I I played a video, right? So we're gonna start with that video. Uh, let me let me speak to my technical director very quickly. Uh, baby, if you look on the screen here, please, uh, if you can just get that off the screen. Thank you. Hallelujah. Oh, we met someone yesterday and do it. Oh, no, no, we had, we had fun yesterday. So we, we attended a friend's uh, better, better party yesterday and we had so much fun. If you on WhatsApp, probably you saw my dance moves, right? Um, well, for your information, aha, I can see people dancing on there. Can you see them? <laughs> for your information, for public knowledge, you know, uh, since some people didn't meet me before I became a pastor, uh, I used to be a dancer, right? I used to lead dancing crew, right? My two sisters used to be part of this dancing, that dance crew, right? And I've led a few other dance groups, right? So it's in my blood is wired in me, hallelujah. I mean, in a, it's, it's, it's in me, praise the Lord. So, so occasionally you may see me manifest. Don't think I've lost the faith or I'm no longer born again. Um, it's just the anointing to dance in me, praise the Lord. <laughs> so let's quickly, quickly have a look at, watch that video and then we take it off from there. Amen, praise God. Let's do it. That's it, go for it. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now, so what you saw on that video are different roles and responsibilities in the marriage relationship. We started with the video with the clips of uh, well, a clips or a scene of the wedding. After the wedding, then life begins to happen, right? You know, uh, this is a part three of becoming a selfless uh, Christian in marriage, right? So becoming a selfless spouse, Christian spouse, in uh, basically. Right. So I did mention last week that, you know, man, uh, there are some hostile behavior that people resort to when they don't get what they want to get out of marriage. Right. So as a result, let's quickly look, uh, go back to the word of God and let's read our key text for this um, for this service. So let's turn our Bibles to Ephesians chapter five, verse 21 to 33. Ephesians five. Twenty-one to twenty-three to thirty-three, and I'll be reading from the New King James Version. Twenty-one, right? So it says, "Submitting to one another in the fear of God." Wives, submit to your own husband as to the Lord, for the husband is the heir of the wife, as also Christ is the head of the church, and he is the savior of the body. Therefore, just as the church is subject to Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ also loved the church, and gave himself for her, that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word, that he might present her to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy and without blemish. So husbands ought to love their own wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. 
For no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it, just as the Lord does the church. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Nevertheless, let each one of you in particular so love his wife, his own wife, as himself, and let the wife see that she respects her husband. I'm glad we have, we have um, kids, teenagers in church today who are listening. They will take a few lessons there, which will help them in the future. I know I, I need to build on this to help our young people to, uh, in their journey of, um, in their journey of preparing them, them to become uh, selfless spouses. Amen. So there's still a lot of work to be done on, on young people, uh, but one way or the other, one or two things will drop here. Praise God. So it's, it seems like it's a marriage service, but let's get into it. Anyway, so um, the Bible tells us here that husbands should love their wife and, cry, and then the wife should respect their husband in everything. And I've qualified this, that all of this is in the boundary of what Christ accepts in Christ. Amen. So let's, talk, let's turn our Bibles to Philippians chapter 2, uh, verse 3. So which is the main text uh, for this series? So what we read earlier on is a main text for uh, this part of that journey, uh, becoming a selfless Christian. Becoming a selfless Christian is, the, is, a, is a series, but we, we're looking at different segments. Amen. So this is marriage segment. Next week, I'll go into the parenting segment, and then we wrap up. Praise the Lord. So Philippians chapter 2, verse 3 to maybe 5. Let's, let's start here. Philippians 2. So verse 3. It reads, let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each one esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look out not only for his own interest, but also for the interest of others. Amen. So let, let's stop at four, uh, but let's, let's hold on to those two verses. I'll take three and four again. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each, each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look out not only for his own interest, but also for the interest of others. So last week I was saying to us that, or I said to us that, even if you don't want to love your wife, just the way Christ loved the church, or you don't want to respect your husband in everything in Christ, right? Okay, let's look at your Christian responsibility. So let's, let's even leave the realm of marriage, the area of marriage. Let's come down to your own personal responsibility as a child of God, as a Christian. I said yesterday, last week that so the quality of your Christian life will determine the quality of your marriage or will influence your marriage, right? So if, you're, if, if, if as a Christian, as a believer, you are not sound, you're not mature, you are a baby and you cause trouble in churches, right? You will literally... Produce that at home, and I said, to, and, I, and I'm also try, I also try to help us understand that if at home you are hostile, and in church you're very nice, you are living by double standard. So as a Christian, who you are in church to your pastor is who you should be at home. So many women, especially and even men, are very nice to their pastor, courteous to their pastor, but they are disrespectful to their husband at home. 
I understand that sometimes some men, they need to fix themselves. They need to wake up, right? But it still does not, it still does not give you any reason to disrespect your spouse. You know, one of the reasons why men, many men don't like their wife's pastor is because it's because the, the, the wife stands by the word of the pastor in the home and totally disregard what the man says. So if you are more mature than your spouse as a woman uh, in your marriage, this is where you need some counseling or you need, or, and also ask God for wisdom as to how to manage things. Because your husband may not be even spiritually responsible at all, but that doesn't mean that you undermine his leadership at home. So that tells us that marriage is a big thing. I repeat, marriage is a big thing. Marriage is, okay, and what I mean big thing is that it it's going to demand a lot. Marriage is not a walk in the park because you are dealing with somebody else entirely. Amen. So uh, women need to bear uh, that in mind. Praise the Lord. So I, I also mentioned the fact that some roles and responsibilities in marriage which many people define a husband and wife by, which some of them we saw on that video, you know, who actually set those expectations? So a woman is generally believed in Africa where I come from to be the cook in the house. But be, traveling around the world to a degree showed me that in certain culture, the guy, the man is a cook in the home. Aha. Uh -huh. But I'm not saying that the woman then is, you know, demand the man to cook. I've met ladies that they don't like cooking at all and their husband enjoys cooking. So the husband and wife need to sort themselves out how to deal with that. Praise God. We're going to get into that shortly. So, and I wrapped up last week by talking about uh, one of the hostile behavior that people resort to when they are selfish in the marriage, when they are not getting what they want to get in the marriage. And that was control. So uh, last week we talked about control, possessive, um, being possessive, dominating, intimidating. Please get your, uh, avail yourself to that message to, uh, to get blessed by that. So today, another hostile behavior that people generally give themselves to when they don't get what they want in marriage is manipulation. Now, the Bible tells us that where there's envy and strife, there's confusion and every evil work. And that version renders it, it says where there's selfish ambition, right? He said, uh, okay, where there's envy and selfish ambition, he said, okay, when there's envy and strife, I just said it. Okay, when there's envy and strife, there's confusion and every evil work. Now, so when there's envy and selfish ambition, there's confusion and every evil work. So one of the reasons why many marriages today are struggling is because of the selfish ambition of one spouse or both spouses. They want things to be done their way. But the Bible tells us that when you allow selfish ambition in your home, right, you bring in confusion and you open the door to every evil work. Every evil work. Praise God. Right, so bear that in mind, you know, it's been ringing, it's coming up in my, in my spirit, so I thought to call that out before we go further. So another hostile behavior is manipulation. So what does manipulation mean? But before we go into that, many people don't actually realize that they are manipulative in their marriage. 
So I'm, to- I'm touching on this. I'm talking about this this morning so that we can check ourselves, not point at our spouse that she does this, he does this. No. It's none of your business with all the respect. It's not my business with all the respect. I'm talking about the spouse who may be pointing fingers. There's no uh, pointing or accusing fingers this morning. So don't think of what your spouse is doing or not doing in your business for now. Think about, check yourself against the things we're going to be talking about. Because most of the time, the finger we point at people, accusing them of, whatever, we accuse, um, blame, whatever, whatever. Whatever kind of finger, most of the time, the finger we point at people is a reflection of our character. Right? Some of us could actually recognize certain things in other people because we've been through it, we're like that, or we are that. Amen. Well, some of us, we are not that, but because we've been trained to recognize those kind of behaviors, so we can. So that's just to make everything come up to, come together nicely. Amen. So manipulation now is to control or play upon by artful, unfair means, especially to one's own advantage. So let me give you a, a few kind of um, ver- uh, version of manipulation. So somebody wants me to re- redefine that. Okay. Now, to control or play upon by artful, unfair means. You know? So you're actually trying to control the person, but you are playful about it. You're trying to get them to do what you want them to do, but you are just being, you are, you, 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 you are, you are creative about it. I have kids in church, and Lord help me. So some wives will say, guy, there's no show in the bedroom because if you don't do this, that's wicked. Time will not allow me to go into that. When I have marriage seminars, I'm going, to, I'm going to be dealing with that. Amen. But let me help you in that regard. The Bible says that the body of the wife belongs to the husband, and the body of the husband belongs to the wife. So both parties should not deprive each other. I know there are some issues in marriages that they need counseling. But instead of depriving each one another of stuff, right, in the master bedroom, why don't you go for counseling? Because what you don't understand is that you are doing harm to each other. You are destroying the home. You are opening the door for demonic activities in the home, in the marriage. I said earlier on, the marriage is a big thing. Marriage comes with a huge responsibility. Marriage has broken some people and it has also helped some people to fulfill God's plan and purpose for their life. God did not um, institute marriage to, to ruin people's life. Marriage was designed to help people. And there's so many blessings and good things that comes with marriage. So if people are experiencing the opposite, even unto death, Something is not right. Many things are not right. And it's very important. Single people, listen to me carefully. It's very important you learn to recognize a super selfish guy or girl before you go into relationship with them. Many times, some people think that, you know, when it will change when we get married. In my entire life, I've never seen anyone change after they get married. As such, they get worse because more of what they manifest when you were dating is coming out. Not that they don't change eventually. The ones that change eventually are the ones who actually recognize there's a problem in their life and want to change. Amen. So you need to recognize if this person is self-centered, self-focused, the mommy's boy or daddy's girl before you go ahead so that you don't have strangers running your home. 
Because the moment a man and a woman become one flesh, everybody else is a stranger. They are not part of that one body. They are externals. Praise the Lord. Our external stakeholders. So one, one of the forms of manipulation in homes is gaslighting. Gaslighting. So gaslighting is this subjective experience in which an individual's perception of reality is repeatedly undermined. Let me explain to you. Now, a guy is cheating on his wife. Right? So he's into a relationship with this boss for whatever reason is mine. And the lady is questioning his relationship with his boss, with his female boss. And he said, no, you don't understand. So that, that what I did was our own good. It was to help us. It is to, it's our finances. Don't you want this? Don't you want that? There's no justification for it. Or someone controlling their spouse, harming them, and they say things like, ah, I'm doing this because I love you. That's gaslighting. Or so you, you hear things like, you know, I only do it because I love you. A spouse will beat up their wife in a domestic habit, domestic violence. You know, I'm only correcting you. Who made you, who made you their parent to correct them? And even if you're going to correct anyone, is that by punching out their face? So that's gaslighting. And there's a lot of nuances to gaslighting. So if you're a person or if you kind of gaslight your spouse one way or the other, you have been manipulative and it's demonic. Another, another tactic that people use is dismissive attitudes. So uh, this is having or showing a disdainful attitude toward someone or uh, or something regarded as unworthy or of serious attention. So basically, this is it. Now, when you regard your spouse as someone unworthy in your mind or unworthy of your attention, so you become dismissive. So in your own mind, because you, levels have changed for you, you've made it. So you, you isolate yourself. You don't give them attention. You don't pay attention to them. And most of the time, people do that to make the other spouse to do what they want them to do. So they won't give them attention. So the wife, in most instances, to be able to get or secure the attention of the husband will have to do the bidding of the guy many, many times ungodly. <clears throat> excuse me. Because she wants to get the guy's attention. So the guy knows that the woman loves him so much, wants him to spend time with her. So she, it becomes dismissive. And this girl will start thinking, what do I need to do? What, 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 what am I not doing well? What am I doing wrong? And then he comes and says things like, yeah, it's because you did, because you do that. Uh, because you're not doing this for me. Because you didn't give me that money. I wanted to go, I wanted to go out to the club to have a good time with my, with, my, with my boys. But you will not give me your credit card. Madness. You will not give me a credit card for me to go spend with my boys. And so how do you expect me to feel more like a man? So the lady then feels bad about it. And this, I have a, there's a real life story about this, honestly. And then the guy, they, and there are many of them. So, and the, the, the woman then gives the guy the credit card to go blow up in the pub with his boys so that when he comes back, he can give her some attention. This is madness. That man is just a, such a useless man. <laughs> not responsible. And in most instances, you'll have seen this before you even get married to the person. Now, I'm not trying to blame any, young, any, any married woman who is in that situation. And, and that is why you need to find good counselors. You need to find good church. Pray about it. And be open to your pastor. 
to help you. I understand that, that we don't have too many good pastors who are mature enough to handle some sensitive things in marriage. But just got to pray for God to guide you. God will give you guidance before you go. If, once you have any doubt, once you have any doubt in your mind about marrying a person, don't go ahead until that doubt is properly and thoroughly cleared. Please, don't. See, God is so amazing that God will not open his eyes and watch you walk into a marriage that will ruin you, destroy you. It will give you warnings among warnings. But if you allow your emotions to take center stage in your dating years or courtship years uh, with your fiance or fiancé, if you allow your emotions, your feeling of excitement to take center stage, you will blind to reality of who this person truly is until you then get married. Praise God. And this is a word from my spirit. Be very careful the people you surround yourself with, especially parents, parents or friends who put some pressure on you to get married. Sometimes, because such people play an, an important role in, their, in your life and you respect them, you love them, you want to make them happy, you may succumb to doing, what, to doing things you ought not to do to make them happy. And a lot of people fall victim of this. Please. Amen. So now, uh, manipulative attitude is uh, criticism. So this is continuous criticism, criticism such that it undermines the confidence of a spouse and makes them de dependent on the culprit. So a person says to the spouse, they, so they keep calling out all of the negative things about their spouse. The ones that are true, the ones that are untrue, they keep calling these things out to make the person feel so useless and feel like they need to depend on the culprit all their life. I've seen many men do this and it saddens my heart. When I say a man makes his wife feel useless so that this woman will not think anything good can come out of her and this woman would depend on him exclusively while he goes around doing whatever he wants to do, make it feeling like a G, like a man, to the detriment of his spouse. That is insecurity to, to, a, to a thousand degree. A tenth, a thousand degree. It's evil. You destroy people's lives. Do you know that's destruction? You are destroying a person's life. You are stripping them of every virtue or every value in them that could make them become the person God has called them to be. You are basically the brother of the devil for any man doing that. You're basically the brother of the devil because the devil is the one who comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. It's demonic to strip a man or a woman of all everything good and positive about them so that you can feel good and they can depend on you. You can control them, manipulate them. It's demonic. For young people, if you are dating anyone who is always criticizing you and calling out what is wrong or not right, what's wrong or not right, either true or false in you, if that is what, what is center stage in your relationship, you need to run. They will destroy you. Amen. So other, other attitudes are blame shifting, isolation, lying, withholding information, causing confusion of doubt. Think about those things. Are you doing it? Or is your boyfriend or girlfriend doing that to you? Or is your spouse doing that to you? In marriage relationship, if the things I've called out are surfacing, 
right? You guys should go for counseling. So another one is jealousy. Praise God, I'm taking my time, right? Jealousy. A jealous person would be someone who is hostile towards you because they think you have an advantage or something they don't have. Why jealousy in marriage if you actually really understand the purpose of marriage? So you think your spouse has something you don't have. The Bible says the two shall become one flesh. You guys are one. You know, in instances where the woman seems to be doing well in her career, occasionally I've come across women who then consider their spouse not to be a person of worth and significance because they are making much more money and they expect the guy to do the menial jobs at home why they go make the money because they are the boss they are the CEO this is not right it shows that we do not understand the purpose of marriage in an ideal situation marriage as God intended if the bacon or the meat or the money is coming through the woman it belongs to the family if it's coming through the man it belongs to the family and there's more around finances there, which I, I can't address here. But let me put some caveats here. I'm not saying that the woman should... Uh, oh, Lord Jesus, I go, how do I get myself into this? Okay, because I gotta, there's some things that I can't say online, and I'm so confident to say this. There's some things I can't, I can't say um, in big services like this because they, they are solutions to specific marital problems. They are not generic. So if I mention them, a lot of people might adopt it and just go off and start causing problems in marriages. So what I mean is this. So if your husband is a, is a squanderer, just blow up money anyhow, he must not see a penny. Once he sees the penny, he blows it up. Then to some extent, the money, you don't make the money available to him. Go for counseling to know how to manage that because he needs to be aware that, wait, this money is to look after the family, not to blow them up on your own excesses. You see why people have to be very careful before they get married? Because once you are into it, and especially when you have kids, things go so sad, things go so bad. People are having psychological problems, depression, anxiety. I don't blame some people who don't want to get married. But if you don't get married, you, you're literally robbing humanity of, robbing humanity of the blessing of God that... He wants to channel through you your marriage. Amen. And when people don't get married, people resort to living together, cohabiting, you know, having kids out of marriage and all kind of stuff. And this destroys the society. Because the strongest unit that can raise a person, build a person, can help someone, can help someone to have a stable and sound life is a marriage unit, is a home unit. There's no other institution in this world that can, you know, successfully, consistently raise a person to be a person of character, sound, responsible, like the marriage, like the home unit, that is governed properly. Amen. Having said that, I want to quickly touch on five areas of marriage where we should endeavor to serve each other better. Don't forget, we're looking at becoming a selfless Christian in a marriage. One is communication. Now, don't talk at your spouse. Right? Don't speak at them. Don't talk at them. Don't beat the boss. You guys should talk together. Talk together. Communication is something that is major in marriage. One of the major reasons, one of the main reasons for breakdown in marriages is communication. I said marriage is a big thing, right? In my own words. 
Because you've got to learn to communicate, communicate clearly and effectively. So if you're not ready or willing to work on yourself to improve yourself, then don't think of getting married. Because you'll be a pain and a liability to your spouse. Single people, did you just hear that? Did you listen? Did you hear that? So marriage is not a place to come and coast. You're married and that's the end of it. No, in that marriage, you must constantly improve yourself to be a blessing to your kids and to your spouse. And communication is one of the things that every one of us must learn to do. Basic act of communication. Uh, it's a framework. Sender, receiver. Sender, when, when someone is speaking or communicating something, the other party should listen. Don't start forming answer in your mind when they are still talking. Don't talk over them. Listen. If, you, if you're feeling agitated or angry, then work on yourself. Because this is your spouse. Amen. So communication, I, I might teach on communication as a topic in future. Uh, I think I would definitely, I'm definitely going to do. right. But to, but to start us on that journey and to call a few things out and to identify ways to serve one another, right? Communication. You and your spouse should talk together. Spend time together. Don't argue. Right? Don't, don't choose to just to keep quiet and sometimes some wives can just be on it matter over and over and over and over. That's not good either because you are wearing the guy out. Amen. Communication. So think about how do I serve this person? How do I listen to them? How do I help them? Not about what can I get? I want them to do what I want them to do and they must listen to me. Amen. Roles and responsibilities. The video we watched earlier on focuses on a lot on roles and responsibilities, expectations in marriage. So for, so you guys need to decide, okay, who is responsible for what? For what? Based on this person's strength, availability, capacity. It's generally believed that the man should take out the trash. Says who? So if the guy, you know, okay, say the time to take out the trash is on Thursday night, like it is on our end at the moment. And Thursday night, by the nature of my job, I don't come home. I don't, I don't spend the night at home. I spend, I spend the night in the, maybe one of, our, one, even one of my companies. Uh, what's it called? Maybe, uh, they call it a different site. A different site, we call it, yeah. So if I was to spend the night in a different site, in a different town from my home on Thursday night. So does that mean my wife should make a force and say, so you didn't take out the trash? No, she would take out the trash on Thursday. Because I'm not, I'm not at home. Am I making any sense? Or if Thursday happens to be the days that I work the hardest, the longest I work, and I just come, when I come back home, I'm knocked out. Then she stands on my neck and says, you're not taking out the trash. What stops her from taking out the trash? If the if if uh, garbage, garbage collection day is on Saturday and I'm at home, would I not do it? Yes. But because society and media and general expectation of people is that they must take out the trash, so some women are not, with all due respect, are not even applying some thinking or thoughts to it to say, see, this is about myself and my spouse working together to get something done. What is area of strength? What's my area of strength? We complement each other. We work together as a team. Do you let me like that word so much? Team. We. Team. We. Not that I don't. I think she's senior in that area. Amen. We work together. Doing team make the team work. Amen. Yes, praise the Lord. That's it. Amen. So, so some things that your spouse is, is good at, when it needs to be done, and I'm talking to myself too here, sometimes I can get lazy because I'm tired from doing one million things. 
and I'm working on myself now to be less tired. You know, I'm repenting. And we had a family beating this money in the church uh, where I'm, so I'm repenting of some things I'm getting myself into that was wearing me out. So I'll, I should have more energy to, to, to help deliver me out in more areas. But I'm a super, I'm a terrible hard worker. I literally walk around the clock. I was saying to Jolomi yesterday, I don't start really working on my emotions because I get so tired because I just walk back to back every day, Sunday to Sunday. And part of it is my ignorance that my emotions is a vital part of my life that I need to ensure that I nourish. But I'm working on that. Amen. So who is strong in what? Who is good at what? Because if you really love one another, and you see each other as one, as a team. Sometimes you do for your spouse what they are meant to do because you are very close to the thing. So you just get it done. Say I'm in the kitchen and Jolami says she wants to cook one of my favorite. I'm not going to tell you, right? Amen. So don't try to bribe me with it. Amen. <laughs> she wants to cook one of my favorite meals. And, I, and if, I know, if I know that the process is going to take one and a half hours, I'm in the kitchen, probably I go up tired working in my, in, my, in my home office and I'm just working in the kitchen. It's not bad while probably I'm in a meeting. Okay, I'm in a meeting, yes, I can be in a meeting. People can be talking all kind of stuff. Sometimes on a meeting, people don't know what they're saying, right? So you just get tired. So you, you turn on your video while they are rambling, right? And you just do some stuff in the kitchen. Anybody can pick that to my thought. Bring that. <laughs> Come and accuse me. We have a conversation about it. Amen. Yeah, I can do some stuff in the kitchen or I might be my own meeting while people are talking, just do some things, you know, just to prepare the work. If I take 60 minutes out of, six out of the process time for art, is it a curse? Why should Jolomi come and always do go through? Come on, guys. Come on. Amen. So what is the criteria for allocating tasks to individual party? Well, I mean, how? Okay, let me tell you a little bit about my home because people like to ask those kind of questions. So in my home, I'm the cleaner to some extent. Jolami does, okay. Jolami can be more thorough when she's doing her own cleaning, but I just want to get it done, right? So sometimes when she, because, you know, we live in a townhouse, right? And um, Jolami will have to, you know, climb the stairs. I'm like, wait, this woman is climbing two floors to Uber. Sometimes she wants to Uber because she doesn't want to wash the bathroom, right? <laughs> <laughs> so all in all, cleaning is just not the love strength, right? So I just need to figure out how to do some stuff on the go, right? Instead of moan and complain. Like, Jolimi has not cleaned it. You know, and she, when, she's, you know, when she has capacity for it, or, you know, the anointing comes on her, she just washed the bathroom, right? But when it comes to cleaning, I'm the, I'm the cleaning guy. I get to me. I'm the CEO of the cleaning company in the house. Praise the Lord. Maybe I should start a cleaning company. Or, amen. <clears throat> right? When it comes to cooking, you know, Jolami back then, she didn't like cooking. Now she likes cooking because she was able to get some pressure cooker kind of stuff that gets the job done very quickly. Unfortunately, the kind of beans I like, right? <laughs> it's, not a, it's not a pressure cooker one. Lunches. Where are we going this morning? <laughs> I get to me. So she had to go figure out. So, like, marriage is vast. Like, there's a lot that goes into marriage. So you better love each other properly. And if you guys have been fighting, better go fix yourself this morning and make that marriage work and have fun in it. Because marriage is fun. So why are you depriving yourself of fun? Laugh at each other. Insult each other. Nice insult. Enjoy marriage. Amen. Not about what you want to get. If you have friends who... Oh, Lord Jesus. Okay, that video is coming. Watch out for it. Some, some friends, some as, as, associates of you guys, right? Um, their marriage is not working. But they want, to, they want to bring your marriage down to the level of their marriage. So they come and uh, project 
a, an image of an happy marriage which they do not have in their home, right? To make you unsettled. And I asked the question one day, I said, should the man and the woman sleep in the same bedroom? It's a simple question. If the man is a snorer and he snores heavily and the wife is a nurse in, in the sense that she has to be, or a carer, she has to leave home as early as 5 o'clock, or she does a kind of job, she has to be out of oil, a train driver, so she has to leave home as early as 5 o'clock, and the husband snores, and if she wakes up, she will, not, she will not be able to sleep. After they have the family time together at night, do prayer, do whatever they, have, whatever they do, or whatever they have to want to do in, in the master bedroom, right? just pack your load and go and sleep in the next room, because you got to be up in the morning to go to work. Or we try to see what, how can we help the man just no. Okay, let's make it more back practical. So, this is not going to look nice. Lord Jesus, help me. But you just part off. You guys know me. I'm very open. Right? So, if I sleep on my back, I snore. So, I went to find out. So, what makes me, what, what makes me snore? And I figured out that when I speak, sleep on my back is when I snore. So, when I'm snoring, the will tap me. Then I turn to my side. Glory be to God. We continue our sound sleep. And when, she, when she's on her back too, and her neck is up, there's more that goes into that area why people snore which we figured out. When she's like that, and I'm hearing some sound, I just say, sometimes if she's very, very tired, I will just enjoy the melody of that night. But if she's not very tired from work, I just say, woman of God, oh, not tired, a little bit. I guess and once she, address, she, she, she adjusts, yeah, we continue our sleep. Praise the Lord. Am I being honest enough for you guys so that you know that I'm not preaching at you? Amen. Marriage can work on all grounds. If one or both parties will be selfless. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So, um, so I've also pointed out here, can you help when they are not able to play their part? Or do you make a force? Why, why make a force? If you can do it, just do it. Hey, but you didn't. Can you do it? How long will it take you? Five minutes. But they are supposed to do it. But can you do it? Five minutes. Do it! Because the time you spent raking, rantling, crying, moaning, you've gotten the job done and life moves on. Praise the Lord! Some pastors are already thinking of inviting me to their church to come out for marriage, uh, marriage seminar. I'm available, uh, provided I'm free. Finances. Guys, I, I need an extra five or ten minutes on this one to ensure that I smash this. Finances. Is it your money? My money or our money? You know, I touched on finances earlier on, okay? So um, it's a bit of a sensible, uh, sensitive one. But let me call a few things out here. You know, sometimes some, some men or women like to collect, just buy stuff, buy stuff. Sometimes some people want to keep up with the Joneses. You know, they want to, ha they want, they're comparing themselves with their neighbor, use their neighbors as their rich neighbor, who might actually be rich on credit card. They compare themselves with the neighbors and they want to have what the neighbors have in order to be able to meet with their neighbors. Friends, if I have any friend or someone that I know who always compare themselves with me and try to rate us based on what we have compared to theirs, I'm going to break that relationship. I don't want that in my life. I don't want unnecessary stress, tiredness, pain. I don't want it. It's too stressful. Toxic relationships are, they, they are just not helpful. Amen. So husband and wife, be very sincere with each other. What is good for your home? What is good for your marriage? I said last year that last December was the best Christmas myself and Jolomi ever had. Do you know how that Christmas went? It was just myself and Jolomi in our home. 
where we had our best. Just myself and Jolamin, this house, we're together. We had a different kind of meal, watch movies, laugh at each other, run commentary on the movies we watched. Just the two of us at home. We didn't feel anything was missing in our lives. And that was our best Christmas since we got married. And now we're counting nine years, right? Then we're counting eight years. So the times we had used to go spend time with family members and stuff like that was just tiring. You can't have a good night's sleep, all kind of stuff. Well, we could probably go out in the morning, greet a few people, and come back home, just spend time with each other. You know, when it's not holiday season, there's a lot of work going on in the house, you know, going to work, and then you didn't have this moment. Enjoy it. Praise the Lord. So another one is external relationships. And I talked about, during our, our family meeting this morning as a church, as a church family, I touched on relation, um, in-laws relationship kind of stuff. If your parent will be, will harm your marriage, don't allow them in your home. I repeat, if your parent will break your home, damage your marriage relationship, don't allow them in. See, in my life, in my short time as a pastor and in my ministry, over a 10-year experience in ministry, one thing that I've seen that has ruined people's lives is their inability to manage their relationship with their family members. I know people whose life is, is just going down because they are, tos- they are toxic spouse who hates them, who is angry at them, and did not want them to prosper or to succeed or to succeed to the level of their own success because they will not manage, excuse me, because they will not manage a relationship with such sibling, sibling that is always pulling them down, coming up with negative stuff about them. You know, the, the trait of the manipulative attitude we talked about earlier on, gaslighting and all kind of stuff, they practice this on their, on, on, on their sibling. So this person, they, they, so the corporate practice, practice it on, on their sibling. So and this sibling, you know, because they refuse to manage, they, they, just, they allow emotions to take center stage in the relationship. Oh, he's my brother. Oh, he's my brother. Oh, he's my sister. Oh, he's my sister. Oh, he's my sister. We've been together. We play together as child. But your sister, your brother has gone walk. They've gone crazy. They become something else. They become jealous and envious. Go and ask Joseph when you get to heaven. Joseph in the Bible. They will kill you. There's some relatives that the Lord showed me. I was studying the word and he showed me stuff about them. I mean, I was just, I was just, I was praying and the Lord opened the Bible up to me and he asked me a question. He said, why do you think Joseph's, Joseph's brother you know, wanted to kill him? And things, and he, and he brought the picture of some family members in my Bible, I said, be careful with these people. Be careful with these relatives. I spend nights, I spend days at these people's house. They've been to my place and stuff like that. But they've always had a problem, one problem. They've always had serious problem with myself and my wife. And Lord said to me, said, be careful with these people. Keep them far. And do you know that over the years, after, after the Lord showed me these people's face from my Bible and said, be careful with those people, keep them far, and showed me how the extent they can go in evil because of the jealousy and the envy in their heart. You know, they manifested all manner of demonic things that you cannot even imagine in this world. 
of a relative. So, as a home, spouses, who are you allowing in the home? What attachment do you have to your relatives or to some people that is detrimental to your marriage because of how you feel? No, this person is my brother, it's my sister. What do you mean? He's my mother. And you allow them to your home to destroy your marriage. Guys, we got to wake up. Finally, child training. I'm going to start talking about parenting next week. Child training. This is a big one. So you want to win the affection of the kids. So you allow things detrimental to their life. And you coerce your spouse to agree with you. You know that if you allow your daughter to go on certain, to visit certain friends whose boys are into all manner of dodgy stuff. Do you know there's a tendency for sexual abuse there? But because of your relationship with your friend, now they can see they're interlinked, you allow your girl to visit this other friend, the kids of this other friend, whom you know will be detrimental. I mean, you know the relationship will be detrimental to your child. Or your friend's daughter is given to all manner of social, um, all of ungodly behavior, and you allow your child to go there. So your spouse says to you, "No, I don't want my daughter hanging out with this girl who is always literally, you know, naked all the time. You know, kind of stuff. The kind of things she says, the kind of things she talks about, the kind of things she watches on her phone. I don't want my daughter around her. What do you mean? Blah blah blah." No, guys, no, no. Marriage hold not a bit this way. What is your own attachment with this girl? What do you want? What are you thinking about? What's good for the child? Not about you. Amen. So there are friends, they're eating habits, so many things that you know, parents just disagree on. Can we go back? Can we can we take a break or go to a separate place and objectively look at this? this thing and say, you know, how are we going to raise our child? What's the best way to go about this? Can we have those conversations, please? And the husband and wife on the same page. My sister and Jeremy have been doing a lot of reals about our kids because our kids will not be able to get in between both of us. So it is me and Jolo, my sister and Jeremy, then our kids. Right. So what they, when they go to mommy, what mommy says is what daddy will say. Because kids are very manipulative when they are growing up, when they, you know, when they are growing up. Because you know, we 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 talked about this in the past few weeks, in the past few weeks, and ch children will test boundaries. They will test waters. They will try to push or play you against each other. They they are not evil. It's just that it's a falling nature of man. They are manipulative. They are selfish. And if you and your wife are not one unit, strong one unit, those kids will play you. And they can be instruments to divide the home. So, husband and wife, you guys need to, you know, spend time to talk objectively as to how do you want to raise the kids and be on the same page. Go listen or watch people who are authority in child training, in parenting. Don't go by one person's opinion or that person's opinion. Get books, materials, read constructively, objectively. Did I say marriage is a big thing? Yes. Yes, yeah, so before you get married, you get to hear this. Maybe I think we need to run some seminars for, for single people because many of the things I'm calling out in my life growing up and some singles meetings I've been, I've never had these things I'm sharing with you guys. Because a lot of single people need to understand that marriage is full of responsibility. It's not an identification, a symbol, a status. Praise God. Fantastic. How many minutes have I done with you guys? 47 minutes looks like. Fantastic. So guys, 
that's all I've got for you this morning. Next week, I'm going to get into becoming a selfless parent. And I'm sure that will be a blessing for you guys too. Uh, so yeah, let's just shut down here and have our round table and then we take it up from there. Thank you guys. Yeah. Thank you.